All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Rolling through a Wednesday afternoon. Big thank you to Dave Nedowin for joining us. Lots of texts we'll get to at 833-401-1440. The Gregor Show is always presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. They now feature hundreds of player props for the biggest leagues on the planet. Football, hockey, basketball, baseball, you can bet on it. Sign up today with the promo code SPORTS50 and get a $50 free bet right now at PlayAlberta.ca. We'll get to the text message. We're going to get to uh, Connor, uh, Connor Halley, uh, momentarily, uh, in a bit. Uh, hey guys, uh, great guest, Jason. I'm, it's only two weeks in, but I'm loving it. I'm very curious. Who will we have next week? Well, I can't tell you. That's why it's who is it Wednesday, but we already have our guests scheduled for next Wednesday. And I can tell you, I think the audience is going to be very interested in this conversation. Very much for, for a variety of different reasons. As far as uh, interest level, because it's something you're passionate about intently. The subject is going to be something you're passionate about, for sure. That I know. But I also think there's going to be certain talking points that will interest people for a lot of different reasons, depending on where you're at right now in life, which is uh, great. Um, hey, guys, great guest, Jason. Dave's a class act, great athlete. Huge congratulations to him and his teammates. Great interview. Hey, guys, you should ask Dave about Marcel's famous lift upstairs and rinks over the years, uh, Adam and Camaros. Well, Adam, I wish I would have seen that, buddy. N- next time I have to ask. Now, the other thing we didn't talk about, but I do remember this in an interview I had with Dave many years. Like, Dave's a really good water skier. Like, really good water skier. So I know we had a few people wondering that. We've talked about that in the past, so... We uh, we didn't want it. I do like this one. Hey, guys, I wish you would have asked him if Glenn Howard's yelling was annoying. <laughs> it was pretty loud at times. Right? There are certain guys that have a little bit louder voice that carries. I like it. Hey, guys, love hearing how intense that robbery was with Kevin Martin. I really respected Dave's answer as far as he made us better, and I think we made him better. And it's true. Like, when you're that talented and you're near the top of your sport, whatever it is, when you play against the best, like the Calgary Flames, they talked about it, like facing the orders. Yeah, it sucked for many years because they kept losing, but they, they improved without question. Right? Just even look at the orders, Paul Coffey, Messi, they've all said Gretzky made them better. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, you've got guys on the Edmonton orders and you see – the intensity and the passion, the fire of a guy like Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, they're gonna make each other better. Right? They can they can challenge each other. And I think they can challenge their teammates. And I think they're at the point now where you have to have some teammates who are able to challenge them. That's key. 
your, your superstars can't be above ever having some constructive criticism. It can't happen. You have to have that, and, and I sense uh, that they do, for sure. Let's get to the uh, fantasy report brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, proud partner of the MyShack group of companies, nextgentransportation.com. As uh, Connor Halley, of course, uh, host of the uh, Fantasy Frenzy, joins us in uh, Conman. The, the waiver wire has come and gone. From, now, some people have their waiver wire on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, lots of people have it on Tuesday. And you know what? I, there's always a few guys that may, depending on, you know, especially if you're in a 10-team league. If you're in a 10-team league, they've probably got way more players available on the on the waiver wire for for NFL. But do you see any running backs, not even on the waiver wire, but just running backs after week one when you look at snap count and everything that, that you're looking at in week two? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, there's a couple that certainly will benefit from injury. Uh, the first one I'll mention is Joshua Kelly with the LA Chargers. Austin Eckler didn't appear at practice today, and even though he did, Kelly still had a handful of carries and rushed for 91 yards and a touchdown. I know if you look at their offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, last year he was at the Dallas Cowboys for the, the last couple of years, yep. and Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, they were splitting time in the backfield. So he wants to have two running backs. I think Joshua Kelly's going to get his chances. Plus, he is pretty good out, out of the backfield as a receiver. So Josh Kelly with the Chargers, you factor in what he did, plus the opportunities that might come with Austin Eckler and that ankle injury. I think he's someone you might want to look at. Another one, uh, with the New England Patriots, and he didn't have the greatest week one, so maybe he's available. I think some people might look at keeping him on the bench, but Ramondre Stevenson going up against the Miami Dolphins. That run defense last week was atrocious. Bill Belichuk is a great coach. We know he's going to target that. So I think if you have Stevenson, I think he's a must-start this week uh, for the New England Patriots. Uh, a guy who who might be worth a look, and he was a backup to B. John Robinson at Texas, uh, Roshan Johnson. I, I think he's someone with the Chicago Bears right now that if you can grab him off the waiver wire, I don't know what, when, but I think he's going to open up some eyes at some point here. So there so are that's some. A pla- that's a future one. That's is what the you're future saying. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's Ramondre Stevenson who's probably already on your team. Maybe you're hesitant. Uh, Josh Kelly who might be out there who could be a great start this week. And then looking into the future, Johnson, I think might be someone. I, I'm in a 12 team league and actually someone did grab him. So it's a pretty deep league, but I think if you're in a 10 team league, he should be out there still. Now, there is injuries in Baltimore, but I noticed you're like, don't believe the hype as far as it creating opportunity. <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, for Baltimore, I, I think, you know, it does create opportunity, and there there is some hype. It's kind of an interesting one there. Uh, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill are, are probably the guys who get the majority of the carries there. I know they elevated Melvin Gordon off the practice roster. I don't think he's going to be a factor. Uh, but the one guy I, I really do like this for is the receiver, Zay Flowers. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's questionable to play this week. Uh, Flowers was fantastic in week one, and I, I've seen some people that have him on their bench. I think you got to throw him in there, make sure you get him that start. Some people throw him in the flex spot, but he was targeted nine times, sorry, ten times last week. He had nine receptions for 78 yards. I think he's going to be a big piece in that offense. For sure, there's going to be games where he goes a little quiet because he is a rookie, and, you know, there's going to be those games. But I think for the majority of the season, he's going to be great. Uh, And then even looking at some of the other receivers with the Baltimore Ravens, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, without Andrews there, it could open up for those two as well. J.K. Dobbins, we know he's out for the remainder of the season with the injury. So I'm curious to see what happens with the Ravens if they still go heavy on that run attack. But I think it's going to open up some receivers for these receivers. And, you know, Lamar Jackson probably attempts more than 22 passes this week. Yeah, you'd think so. I, I think so. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> you you hope so? Why, do you have him? No, no. Oh. But I, I like to see him throw it around a little bit. Okay. Um, you know what? It's funny because we've got a lot of texts coming in already at uh, 833-401-424. The, the big thing I find at times is it's week one. The last thing you want to do is overreact, right? It's one week. And considering lots of these guys – they didn't even play in the preseason, yeah. right? And so people are like, oh, I'm going to drop this guy. Oh, we should drop that guy. I think that's that's always dicey, man. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't just jump on a guy and think, oh, this guy's going to be it for sure. It doesn't make any sense. And to just throw the guy away, oh, it's one bad week, right? Like a lot of people are like, Rashid Shahid in New Orleans, for sure. And I'm like, what are the chances that he's going to have a game like that again all season? Now, I could be wrong. But when you have Chris Olive and you look at who's ahead of him, I'm just, I'm not sold it's realistic. What yeah. do you think? I mean, I saw that mic'd up where Derek Carr was saying, hey, 
you know, we're getting this opportunity. You're going to take a shot downfield. We're going to go for it. Yeah, I, I think there are some guys you just you can't go all in on. Uh, two with the LA Rams, two two Atwell, and then Puka Nakua, two guys who went for 119 yards each, like fantastic against the Seattle Seahawks. I can't say I saw that one coming, but is, am I going to rush to the waiver wire to try to pick those guys up? Well, they've got the San Francisco 49ers this week. No, so, no, I'm no not going to rush to the waiver wire, grab those guys, and throw them into my lineup because the San Francisco 49ers defense is unbelievable. So I don't want them out there for that one. I think you got to be weary. I mean, you drafted your team for a reason. you got to have some faith in them. Don't panic after week one. Uh, I guess if you have those roster spots and, and you think Nakua can be Cooper Cup 2.0 until Cup returns, if he returns, sure, you can stash him on the bench. But I'm not rushing to start those guys this week. What about a player who... When he was in Chicago, everyone's like, oh, wait till this guy gets a quarterback. If he gets a quarterback, he'll be unreal. Allen Robinson, now it didn't, he didn't have a great year last year, but Allen Robinson had eight targets, five catches, right? D- decent. Okay. I think he finished with something like, I don't know, 60 plus yards. When you look at Pittsburgh and Johnson got banged up, where do you stand on Allen Robinson? I mean, he's always been that guy who's had a lot of hype around him. And you're right, like going back to Chicago, going back to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it was if this guy ever gets a quarterback, watch out. I don't think Kenny Pickett is that guy right now. Okay. He, could, he could develop into it for sure. Uh, but when it comes to the Deontay Johnson injury, I think he certainly is a guy that if you, you know, you're in a pickle, you need someone, a third receiver, a second receiver, maybe a flex, he could work out okay. They do have... George Pickens, who makes some of the most amazing catches you'll see, but he hasn't really done it on a consistent basis. Uh, he was targeted quite a bit last week as well, seven targets for him. But I think Allen Robinson, if he's available on the waiver wire, which I think he would be, not too many leagues were drafting him. I, I think he'd be a good guy you can kind of plug and play there for now. And it, who knows, maybe he takes off, maybe he and Pickett get that connection. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I totally get it. Hey, guys, just have to say, 1440's been making every show awesome with all the great guests and questions. Thanks. Keep it up from the uh, stair farmer. Well, I was I was confident we could build a strong lineup of uh, of hosts and co-hosts and, and weekly guests. And, you know, it's it's been a week. It started. And I think it's only going to get better. I just I, I see the improvement. I hear the improvement in the comfort level. You know, a lot of guys and gals working together for the first time. And so the chemistry has been, uh, I think, even better than I expected for some of the shows which is uh, awesome to see. That was the uh, Fantasy Report brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. Hey, Gregor, I read your article on Oilers Nation. I'm curious what your thoughts are about Burgo. When do you think, if ever, he would have a chance to make this team? That one comes in from Steve. Yeah, well, the article, if anybody wants to read it, it's up at OilersNation.com. We're just talking about, you know what? Times have changed uh, in Edmonton because for the longest time, basically it was, if you're a young player, you're getting a chance, you're almost being gifted a chance like like think about how many times they would have five rookies playing 50 plus games five now no surprise in the team was terrible but like there was three most years right remember hall eberly Pliari all came in in one year at the same time and it wasn't just them there's a few other rookies on that team i have to remember um who are the other two rookies uh, omark right hope I think Jeff Petrie also. So you just can't do it. And now you look at the orders. So now there could be there could be a rookie in their lineup. Raphael Lavoie could make the team. He'd be he'd be a rookie. But Raphael Lavoie, his birthday's later this month. He's gonna be twenty three. Holloway's birthday's later this month. He's gonna be twenty two. Broberg turned twenty two. There's no teenagers. There's no nineteen year olds. There's no twenty year olds. There's no twenty one year olds. And, and to me, that's a good thing. So when I look at Xavier Borgo, you know, he's had one year in the American League. Nothing wrong with that. If, if this was 2008, Xavier Borgo might have, or sorry, 2010, he might have been in the lineup as a rookie. Honestly, that's how bad they were. Like you go from being a team that can win the cup to being a team that can win the draft lottery. It's pretty different. So when could Borgo? It's a really good question. He had an okay rookie season. I think like a lot of 20-year-olds in the American League, it is really hard. It's extremely difficult league. And it wasn't like Bakersfield was blessed with a lot of high-end offensive talent. They were 24th in goals for last year. Now, they were 12th in goals against. They were better defensively than they were offensively. So I, I look at Borgo this year. He'll be a year older, a year stronger. I really think that that first year is a big learning curve for some guys. And it, in conversation with him, it didn't sound like his confidence got absolutely beat out of him some guys do and they never recover like it's really difficult because most of these players they've been the best player on their team since they were seven 
right? They're always used to scoring. They're always used to feeling like, man, I'm making a big contribution to the team. And now suddenly they're not. So Borgo, could he get some games this year if injuries arise? I think it's possible. But I would think next year is a chance where, hey, maybe Borgo has a shot. But if you look at the order's top, like where's the opportunity for him? Right, like you got to have an injury. He's not beating out Kane. He's not beating out Hyman. He's not beating out Nugent Hopkins. I don't think he's beating out Connor Brown. Is he beating out Raphael Lavoie? Like Raphael Lavoie was the best player in Bakersfield for the last four months last year. So he's ahead of Borgo. And he's not even a regular yet. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult. It'll be a few years, but that's kind of how it is in a good organization. It There's very few players that just get to come out of junior and jump right in to a good team. Like you, you would have to make... A crazy good late pick. Hey, Gregor, what are your thoughts on Tyler Wright and uh, missing on Wyatt Johnson? Seems like a terrible pick from Dan. Well, that here's the thing. Let, let you know it's a good question, Dan. So I would like to address it. So let's go back to the draft year. Do you know how many games Wyatt Johnson played that season? Seven. He was on the fourth line at the U18s. He played seven games. Now, Dallas had a pick in the first round. They traded down eight spots. So if they were really high on him, you're not moving back eight spots and thinking that seven other teams could take, eight other teams are going to take the guy that you were that high on, right? So even they weren't that high on him to trade down. So they traded down. But it's seven games. I can't, when you look at those COVID years, man, like good on Dallas for getting him, I give him props. Like that works out to be a really good pick. But there's a little bit of luck. And that's okay. There's always going to be luck involved. But I can't sit here and say, oh, Tyler Wright, I can't believe he didn't take Wyatt Johnson, who had played a grand total of seven games. Right? 22 other teams didn't take him either. So I don't, or sorry, 21, I guess. Um, so I, I'm never, I, I think it's a little short-sighted. And to be honest, I, I think it's it's kind of a cheap shot to suggest that, oh, Tyler Wright, he missed on that one, so he's gone. What if Xavier Borgo who's, by the way, he's right on the right development curve where he should be. Just because he's not Wyatt Johnson just yet doesn't mean that he's a bust. It doesn't at all. What if he has a breakout year? And what if in three years this guy scored 20 goals? Because I can't say for certain if he will or he won't. And I don't think anyone can. Too often you get wrapped up in, well, it's a sprint. And drafting isn't a sprint. Right, like look at all the other guys: Matt Coronado, Isaac Rosen, Sebastian Kosa, Brennan Othman, Zachary Bolduc, Chaz Lucius, Feder Svechkov, uh, Fabian Lysel, Borgo, Wyatt Johnson. Like Wyatt Johnson is really the outlier right now out of no, the guys who weren't top ten picks. He's the only one outside of the. Well, I guess uh, Cole Sillinger was twelfth and he played one hundred forty three. But all the other guys, like you had Matt Coronado played one game for Calgary. And Oscar Olison played one game for Colorado. I think it's way too early to want to say it's a guaranteed lock that Borgo is a bad pick. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, when we return, we'll get to the uh, oil report and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca Live on Sports 1440 and those watching on Orders Nation YouTube. Wednesday edition of the Jason Greger Show rolling on. Man, what a fast show. All right, 420, 423, 124 to be exact. So... It's nice things are rolling by when you're having fun. Thanks, as always, for being along for the ride. I am Jason Greger. You can get involved. You can text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440 is the number. You can always email us, Gregor at sports1440.ca, Connor at sports1440.ca. Any questions about different things like that, send them there. Um, You know, we get into that. If it's about the show right away, then obviously text us, and away we go. We're going to get to the oil Report now brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, where right now you can finance a new demo or a certified uh, previously owned vehicle, a uh, Volvo, for only 1.49%. It's a great deal on an absolutely stellar vehicle. And oh, by the way, the new E60 is in the all electric. And man, it looks sharp. Check it out at VolvoEdmonton.com. Uh, a gentleman, uh, like I, I hear he's on a retreat. So uh, I don't know if that means he's, he's wearing a robe and he's going to the sauna. I'm not sure, but uh, Tyler. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Gramchuk from uh, Orders Nation joins us now. Ty, how you doing? I am uh, doing good. I am at a little corporate retreat just outside of Hinton at the Overlander Lodge, getting ready for a big year for the Nation Network, Griggs. Uh, have you guys done those trust exercises where you have to stand backwards <laughs> with someone and then just fall back and see if they catch you? Uh, nothing that intense, <laughs> but uh, there were some stories that brought bag milk to tears. Uh, so there you go. Oh, wow. Very, very intense. Very yeah, emotional. Yeah. Um uh, speaking of tears, well, obviously, you know, I, I look at the orders, young guns roster, and uh, there's actually only eight draft picks on the roster. There's one trade. There's one free agent signing. And then there's lots of camp invites like Xavier Burgo, I think, is out of all the young guns. He's the one who who might get into the most uh, preseason games. Max uh, Warner would be the, would be the other one after that. Um, you know, I, I talked to Savoy and and Tulio. Those are guys that are looking to build off of. Uh, what they did last year and learning in the American League as 20-year-olds. But it's such a different kind of approach for the Young Guns tournament for the Orders. They used to be like the marquee team. Everyone would go watch because they always had top picks, in some cases two or three. And, and now it's it's there and it's an opportunity for some of your draft picks maybe to showcase themselves. But th- there's not a lot of excitement amongst uh, most Order fans because they know none of these guys are going to be on the roster this year. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting because you're right. Comparing it to 10 years ago, it's, it's totally different. But I do think there are some interesting candidates to potentially be important depth pieces. Like you talked about Maximus Warner there. Like that's a guy who, if he pans out, he slots right into an area of need for them. And maybe he's not that far away. So I, I think he's a really, really intriguing option. Um, and the other one is Tulio. I, I mean, I read kind of the stuff that goes up at Oilers Nation. I'm not a huge prospect guy, but when I read about Warner and Tulio, it's two guys who very much feel like they could be diamonds in the rough for this organization. So I'm excited to see, you know, preseason games, maybe what those two guys can do. Well, Max Warner has made huge strides since he was drafted in the, in the seventh round. And, and I wonder if he would have had a full season. He only played 17 games in the WHL bubble. That's why when, when people talk about those draft classes, I think it, people always have to remember, like you're asking scouts to draft players on, you know, seven games, six games, 12 games. Like that's, it's, it's hard to do when you have a full season or two. Never mind doing it when they're 17, 18 years of age and they've played less than 30 games. Like it's, it's pretty difficult projection at that point. Um, Leon Drysaddle, Connor McDavid are currently in Vegas. It's the big, uh, NHL to do. Now, my understanding is the, you know, the, the orders are going to be following around, uh, Drysaddle a little bit, but they followed McDavid, uh, last season. Uh, is it, is it too easy to just assume that they're finishing first and second in scoring? Like, or are they just that dominant that it would be a stunner if someone else beat one of them to finish in the top two? Well, we were talking on the DFO rundown the uh, the last two episodes about some over-under goal props for guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl, and we had Matthews in the conversation as well. And the thing is, right now, it's easy to assume health, right? When it comes to Dreisaitl and his over-under is like 50 and a half, McDavid's 54 and a half, and you're like, they're going to crush these numbers but then you remember they were healthy last season. Uh, so, you know, should the Oilers be expecting nearly 300 points between that duo again? I think it's dangerous to expect that because 
in all likelihood, like one of them could miss 20 games, 25 games this season. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. So I, I hate saying like, yeah, lock them in for one and two. But I would say if they're healthy, lock them in for one and two. Well, the good news is I'm a big believer that that health. Now you can guys get hurt one time. But Connor McDavid, he broke his collarbone. Since then, now some would say it's lucky because it was the final game of the season. But he's really only missed, you know, I think nine games since. Right? He had the seven games that he missed in the uh, in the seventy-one game season of twenty twenty that was stopped abruptly. And Leon Drysaddle doesn't miss a lot. Like those two guys, they don't have a track record of injuries, and and usually not always. But usually that kind of plays out like Austin Matthews. If you look at him and you kind of pencil in, well, Austin Matthews is probably going to miss seven or eight games just based on his career numbers, right? Like last year he missed eight games and some people felt like he missed 20, but he only missed eight. He played 74 games last season. So that's the one kind of benefit. If you look historically, there's outliers sometimes, but guys who rarely get banged up for whatever reason, they find ways to not get banged up. So that's kind of a positive. Yeah. And the other thing I always with that duo in particular is I think there are players in the NHL who are as good or better than Leon Dreisaitl. I've never been someone who truly believes he's the second best player in the world, but of the players who are in his tier, no one gets to play with Connor McDavid. And the difference with McDavid is that he has a running mate that is also in that top tier. Like even if their production drops 20 points each, they're going to be the highest scoring duo in the NHL again. Like, the bar they said is crazy where I mean, maybe I should walk back my first answer. Like if dry settle misses 20 games, that duo will still be the highest scoring duo in the NHL, right? Probably. So who would you put, yeah. who, who's on the tier then if, if McDavid's in the first tier by himself, who's in the tier with dry settle? Uh, McKinnon. I have Matthews. Um, I think it's those two. Pasternak is close for me, but maybe he's not there. And I also think I like I'm looking at it as forwards only. Like I mm-hmm. think Kale McCarr's impact on the entire game would put him in that tier as well. I think Adam Fox is probably really close when it comes to his impact on the game of being really close. But unless I'm missing someone crazy obvious, I think my second tier would be Dry Settle, Matthews, and McKinnon. Yeah, and that's fair. Um I, I always I find it curious because people will say, Well, McDavid and Dry Settle, they play together, they have the advantage. And I'm like, Okay, but Matthews plays with Mitch Marner. McKinnon plays with Rantanen. Right. Like, it's not like those guys are no offense. They're not playing with, you know, fourth line guys. Like, those are pretty elite offensive players in their own right in the National Hockey League. And just because McDavid and Drysaddle find ways to crush them on the power play, like, that's the one thing that always makes me chuckle is when we're like, oh, yeah, but it's power play points. I'm like, well, does Matthews and Marner and Ranton and McKinnon not get basically the same amount of power play minutes? They do. They just aren't as productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I think. My counter argument would be take a look at how many power play points Miko Rantanen had last year. I think we would both agree if you put him in Dreisaitl's spot, he puts up more power play points as a product of playing with Connor. Again, Leon Dreisaitl mm-hmm. is without a doubt in that second tier. I think people who go out there and will say like he's a 2C and a power play merchant are like way out to lunch as well. But I I don't have him alone in the second tier is my only point. No, my one thing about Rantanen is he doesn't come close to carrying a torch for passing the puck like Dreisaitl. And uh, Drysaddle's passing fair. ability on the power play. Like, look at some of the goals. Like, as much as he benefits from McDavid, McDavid benefits a lot from Drysaddle for sure. So, I just I think Drysaddle's passing is really what separates mm-hmm. him from those other guys. Just if we're just talking power play points, because McKinnon, Rantanen, Matthews, Marner, none of them could move the puck like he does. Yeah, and and again, maybe I should clarify that too. Like Rantanen last year had. 37 power play points good amount of power play points and i'm not saying he would put up dry saddle numbers i'm just saying he probably puts up more than 37 if he's on a power play with mcdavid right like there is there's an effect even if it's not as drastic as some oilers detractors would like you to believe Uh, well that's the next question is the orders power play because it's funny for many years like 44 42 points that's what dry saddle and mcdavid got on the power play and then last year they went nuclear Right. And, and, and both, yeah, three guys with 50, like they had the top three scores on the power play with Nugent Hopkins. And like we're talking, I think they were only the second team ever to have three guys with 50 power play points. Like that's how good it was. It was historic good. Where do you see their power play? Like it's hard to think it's like, even if it goes to 28%, it's still ridiculously good. Do you have a number on how, like what percentage point you're, you're expecting their power play to come in at? And have you seen any odds on what the order's power play? Like, do the, is there an over under for them to be 28%? 
I would love for a sports book to do it. Maybe you can call up Play Alberta and get it done. But I think, honestly, there's no reason to believe their power play can't be just as good as last year. And I have a piece coming up. It might be dropping tomorrow or Friday about the Oilers power play. It'll be up at Oilers Nation if anyone wants to read it. And I just looked into the goals four per 60 when they had Barry. It was 15.45 goals four per 60 on the power play with Barry. Bouchard's was 12.25 on the year as a whole. But when you actually go and just look at when Bouchard got the main power or the number one power play minutes from the Ekholm trade on, it was actually 16.79. So it was a full 1.34 goals per 60 better with Bouchard down the stretch there than it was with Barry at the beginning of the year. So, and also Evan Bouchard's a developing player. There's reason to believe he'll use his shot better. He'll hit the net more. He'll become more useful. So again, historic power play last year, but all the pieces are coming back. Why can't it do the same thing? Again, if Bouchard takes a step forward, maybe it can be better. Possibly. Um, I, I look, there's, there's so much of the power play for me. It's it's 97 and 29, and then Nugent Hopkins is the third most important thing. And if they're healthy, I agree with you wholeheartedly that there's a chance. I'm not discounting Bouchard whatsoever, but mm-hmm. even if we go from 15 to 16, if it's per 60, right, like what do they get in, in a season? Do they get about 250 power play minutes, give or take? So even if it's one per 60, like that's only four goals, unless my math is, is incorrect. Like it's good, but it's like 15 or 16, like it's so ridiculously dominant. Um, I, I'm just, if those three forwards are in the line of the majority of the time, I see no reason why their power play is below 28%. And, and and that's ridiculously high to say because no one else was there. You know what I mean? Like 28 seems low when they're 32, but that's still ridiculously high to me to be 28%. The other thing that was really impressive about their run last season is it wasn't like they just randomly had one month that was like yeah. 65%. Like if you go, I don't have it in front of me, but if you break it down month by month, the only month it wasn't elite was November, I think. Every other month was like 29 to 35%. Like it was crazy consistent. So here's my last one for you. Um, is Who is the player that you think, and and obviously it excludes dry settle, it's kind of hard to have a breakout year. Is there an oiler that has an unexpected breakout season? And if so, who is it? An unexpected breakout season. I think there's a few candidates for this. And again, a breakout is entirely dependent on the player and their ceiling. But if Ryan McLeod stays healthy and takes a bit of a step forward, I always look at him as a guy who needs to shoot the puck more. Like you watch the games, Greg. How many times does he do that thing where he slips past the defenseman on the wall, uses his speed well, and then he gets into the bottom of the circle and he does the thing where he cuts around the back of the net and you're like, dude, just shoot, just put it on net. You never know what'll happen. I think about that goal he scored against Colorado in the playoffs two runs ago, where it was like top of the circles. He just let go of a wrister and it went in. And it's like, do that more. And you might score 22 goals this year. So I think Ryan McLeod would be a really good answer. And also you've been around the sport long enough. Players love popping in their contract years. Warren Fogle missed like 15 breakaways last season. <laughs> uh, he maybe scored on two. If he scores on 40% of his breakaways this year, he's scoring 20 in a contract year. And that just feels like a very predictable thing would be for him to have like a mega contract year. All right. So uh, I, I, I like the McLeod one. I, I think Ryan McLeod is is poised to you know take on a bigger role. You gain more confidence. I thought I really liked how he added a little bit more of a physicality edge to his game in the playoffs. Yeah. And with his speed and his size, use that more often, you're going to be more dangerous. Uh, Ty, thanks for this. Uh, get back to the, uh, to the retreat, um, you know, the meditation. Uh, get bag milk some tissues, and uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Gregs. That's uh, Tyler Remtruck from uh, Oilers Nation. That's the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton. So that's a question to you, texters, or if you're watching uh, online at Oilers Nation YouTube. Which player do you think, if you only get one, but which player do you think has the best chance to have an unexpected surge offensively this season for the Edmonton owners. You can text us in our Jiffy Luba inbox, 833-401-1440. We'll come back. We have five questions and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca and Sports 1440, and live on Orders Nation YouTube. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on a lovely Wednesday afternoon. Coming to you live from the Ewell studio, EW. E-L-dot-C-A. That's their website. Uh, if you're, for all your electrical needs, they can help you out. Uh, Dave and his crew down there, uh, they're fired up to be on the station. We're fired to have them. And uh, they got a whole brand new 
location just off of 184th Street is massive. They have everything that you could possibly think of. Uh, they'll design, built uh, distribution systems and more. So check it out, ewel.ca. I'm Jason Greger. He's Connor Halley. This is Sports 1440. Also coming to you live on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, you want to see, you can. Tarps are on, just so you know. I figured it out. Um, I can't trust yet that we will be able to turn the temperature down. So uh, I'm wearing shorts and sandals right now just to keep it from uh, sweating as much. Like yesterday, long sleeve shirt, that was a rookie error. Rookie mistake. It was brutal. Uh, I think I went through, no joke, like four glasses of water and big ones. So it's a, it's a little hot still. So I know we have Troy. He's uh, working on with the technicians, but uh, hopefully we will have it a little bit cooler in here. A little bit cooler. Like uh, Con Man had a long sleeve shirt on today. That was after yesterday. I can't believe he did that. I uh, yeah, I, I wore jeans too. I'm like looking at Simon's. Like, could I run over there and grab a pair of shorts you uh, in, in the break here? I've been looking at little AC units they have around the mall. Fifty mm-hmm. bucks if we want to purchase one of those. Dude, seriously, I'm no joke. I'll give you the fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah I mean it's it'd be a, a wise investment, and they have those things that go around your neck that have the fans on them. Oh, I actually bought one for Ashley, so I might sneak it in tomorrow and. Ooh, let's try that let's out. Give it a demo. Yeah, oh, let's do it. Got to find ways to beat the heat. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, texts coming in. Um, the Conroys, as well as uh, Mike and Paul and Pete, are all on the Connor Brown breakout train offensively. You can text us eight three three four zero one. 1440 cat dad says boys echo i think he'll get another 20 to 25 points more this season possibly matthias echo you know what did you see some of the goals he scored last year like he is he's subtly good offensively so i kind of like that one not going with the forward going with the d-man let's see guys i'm all over mcleod no question i think he's poised i'm calling it 19 goals from justin there you go now, let's get to five questions brought to you by The Brick. And it's the countdown. You only have until tomorrow. 60% off their tent sale on already listed items. 60% also you can get up to $1,900 off. Select sofas and love seats. Huge savings on appliances. If you're looking for any of it, get there now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. <laughs> It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, uh, we know that the Young Stars Classic gets going in a couple days in Penticton. The roster was released. Uh, when you look at that roster, who are a couple players? Maybe it's just one that you'll be uh, focusing on the most. Um, it's a good question. Well, to me, uh, Max Max Weiner is the guy, without question, on the back. Like, the improvement I've seen from him... And just, like, his skating, he can really move. And, and he's got a wide track, really powerful skater. Now, he's 20 years of age. He's going to go up and play against men. And it's going to be a big jump for him. So, um, at this camp, or this tournament, I guess we call it, I would expect him to be one of the standout guys. Yeah, a couple guys for me. Uh, I'll, I'll go to the forwards here. I think Carter Savoy, a guy who got to the Bakersfield last year. I uh, want to see what he can do going back once again. Had eight goals. And then Tyler Tulio. Uh, what fifth round pick back in 2020, 13 goals, 26 points in 63 games with the Condors last season. Those are a couple guys I'll be looking forward to seeing for sure. Keeping an eye out on uh, question number two. We'll be talking a little flames coming up in the five o'clock hour. What do you expect from the team down south this upcoming season? Well, we have Rob Kerr coming up, so uh, we will talk to him about it. I would expect Calgary is going to be improved. I think the the new coach, there's just going to be a different attitude around there. There might be a, a few players that are a little bit more relaxed. Jonathan Huberdo is not going to be that bad offensively. I also don't believe he's going to be a 115-point player. I think that was like a, a great year. Be like, I, I don't expect Ryan Nugent Hopkins to score 100 points again. That, but that doesn't mean that 80 points or 85 isn't really good. It's hard to score 100 points. Never mind do it in consecutive seasons. So I, I think they'll be better in Calgary, and I think they will push Seattle. I don't know if Calgary is going to be able to catch Edmonton or Vegas. And unless LA's goaltending really soils the sheets, I think Calgary is going to battle Seattle with Vancouver because they're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued by Calgary. I know last year, uh, 17 points coming in those overtime losses. I don't know if he, what's going to happen with that one. Can they improve upon that? 
Uh, and I mean that in, you know, winning in regulation or avoiding those, those overtimes or finding ways to win in overtimes. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I, I don't have the most optimism for them. They could prove me wrong, I'm sure. Uh, but I, I kind of think it's going to be a similar outcome to what we saw last year with the Golden Knights, Oilers, Kings, and Kraken finishing ahead of the Flames. But uh, we'll find out. Uh, they've proved me wrong before. Question number three. Speaking to the media today, Blackhawks defenseman Seth Jones said he would like to be the next captain of the team. What do you think the chances are that that would happen? Oh, yeah, pretty strong. And what other candidates do they have? Like none. Like, well, Taylor Hall, I guess, right? It's going to be one of those two. He's been there longer. Hall's just, you know, come in now. He's got a year left on his deal. So Seth Jones is signed long-term in Chicago. Now, obviously the organization would know what's his leadership skills behind closed doors and stuff, but I can understand why. To me, it would be an absolute bad decision to give it to Connor Bedard right away. I, I don't think your young star always has to be the captain. I really don't. So... Um, maybe they don't want to get, maybe they don't do it for Seth Jones because next year they're going to give it to Bedard. But uh, you know what? I'm not sure that's necessarily the right play. And that's kind of what I thought would happen, similar to McDavid in his second year, get to see, uh, go with a couple assistants, associates, whatever you want to call it for this year, one of them being Seth. That's just kind of what I thought they might do, go from Jonathan Taves to Connor Bedard. I don't know if it's the right move, putting that pressure on him at such a young age in such a big market, but that, that's kind of the way I think it'll play out. So I, I say it's low chances that Seth Jones gets to see, but mm. we'll find out. Uh, question number four. Read an article about the top 10 female UFC fighters of all time. I want to ask you, and I'm not going to say the best technical, but what was there, was there one that you enjoyed watching the most? Ooh, you know what? Um, I'll say this. I, uh, I always felt, and no offense, I thought Ronda Rousey was one who kind of got uh, overhyped a bit. Right, and good for her. She made tons of money. I think that's awesome. But when you just look at her skill and who she beat, I didn't think it was great. I was always a big fan of uh, Nunez. I just, you know what? Uh, she would be number one on my list of, of entertaining fighter. Holly Holm, man, she could take a punch too. But I, I, I will go with Nunez. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't argue with that one. The one thing I will say uh, when it done, did come to Ronda Rousey, even though she might not have been the best, uh, it was always an event. So my friends and I would get together to watch her. So she would be one that I would say because of the, you know, hanging out with the friends, getting the pay-per-view, watching it as a big group, it would be Rousey. But I wouldn't have her as the greatest, just uh, one that we enjoyed watching. Uh, final question for you today. Uh, on this day in 1994, the Notorious B.I.G. released Ready to Die. Uh an album I would say loved by many, one of the greatest of all time. If you had to pick one, though, what is your favorite rap or hip-hop album of all time? Oh. Um, man, there's a few good ones. And it's funny because a lot of it has to do with the time of your life and where you're at. Mm -hmm. I was a big, you know, straight out of Compton. was was a great album, man. It's, it's hard for me to, to go against that one, but... Um, I, the other one that I'm thinking now, I, I guess probably my, my favorite song, of course, rap all the time was Bust a Move, but the album wasn't, uh, you know, the album didn't really, um, match up to it, right? So I, I can't say album. Um, but I would, uh, license to, was it license to thrill from the, uh, the Beastie Boys? I think that's what it was. License to ill, sorry, to not Ill, thrill. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that would be the other one. Beastie Boys had some unreal tunes, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a couple stand out to me. Uh, one of my favorites was the Black Album by Jay-Z. Uh, going back, because I, I looked into this one, uh, I had to see what else I might want to throw out there. Uh, Nas's Illmatic of 1994 was a good one. And then uh, Mac Miller, Kids, was one of my favorite. I think I uh, every once in a while, I'll just run that one front to back and uh, smile through the entirety of it. Now, Rest I know, in peace. I know this might not. I'm sure that a lot of people will be like, you're an idiot. I was never a huge JC fan. No, no, his didn't. His music just didn't. I don't know. Didn't connect with me. That's all. Not not a bad artist by any stretch of the imagination. Just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Right. Eminem's got some pretty good albums too. We could look at too. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I saw Jay Z in concert and it all just right. made me like him even more. He was so. he was that good. In yeah, concert? So great he was a performer. performer. Oh, okay, hundred percent. All right. Hey guys, uh, cons. Uh, now is this true from Clay? Nineteen ninety six is today. Anniversary of Tupac passing away? Yeah. Wow. Clay, I did not know that. Thanks for that. Hmm. You watch those like those movies and the documentaries on that whole like 
East Coast, West Coast, man. Like, that was crazy mm-hmm. when you think about it. Like, you're rappers, and now you're suddenly going to be, like, gangsters killing each other because you're on a different coast. Like, it's just a different world, man. It's kid from news rep it's hard to relate to that yeah yeah i've watched a lot of a lot of documentaries on those some people say conspiracy theory uh the the guys who pulled the trigger should have been found but yeah that is uh it was wild back then i didn't really understand it either i mean when it happened i think i was nine years old when tupac died so i didn't really understand exactly what the big deal was russ and uh, in the burn is going with uh, chronic 2001 can't go wrong with that one he says hey boys uh ice cube war and peace all the way. Hey guys, uh, Snoop Dogg's doggy style was amazing from Jason. <laughs> yeah, the Snoop Dogg, the, he's just such a unique personality, <laughs> right? Like his voice, but just like his actions. You know, you see him when, he, when he's doing voiceovers on National Geographic. Gosh, it's funny. But just like his whole, how he moves around sometimes, right? Like he's just kind of a funny looking dude. And I don't mean that derogatory. He was just, oh, and... um he, like, obviously, you know, the reefers and smoking a lot of weed and all that stuff, right? He plays it up, which is really good. I'm not saying he didn't do it, but he was just, he, like, he was able to kind of be in that, that, that arena, but he never came across as the guy who was like thug life. Does that make any sense? Well, I mean, I believe he did have murder charges against did him. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I missed that. But, but he just, I mean, well, he might have had it, but he never came across that way, right? Like some of them present themselves as really machismo and you got to be super tough. He never really did that. Now, you know, obviously if he had murder charges against him. Let me confirm that just huh. to make sure. Uh, he was charged with first degree murder. And he was, sh- yeah, but not convicted, but still. Yeah. And the shooting Jeez. of Philip Waldarium. What? But he when is did a guy. that happen? Uh, this was 93. Uh, okay. A long time ago. Okay. Yeah. A young man. Um, but he, he does seem like a guy you could drop him in almost any situation and he would just fit in. Like he had a, he had the cooking show with Martha Stewart. Oh, geez. And then he, he did Olympic coverage with Kevin Hart. Like a guy. Yeah, yeah, just, I saw that. He's versatile. Hey guys, 50 cent, get rich or die trying. Also uh Tupac's greatest hits from uh remote. Yeah. Well, anybody, if they put their greatest hits on an album, that's kind of cheating, right? It is yeah. great. I agree with you, but when you're when you're able to take like two of your best songs or three from six or seven different albums, well, yeah, you're probably going to have a really good album. So, I, uh, you know, now the thing about I'm not saying that Snoop Dogg was innocent. I'm just saying he never publicly he that wasn't his like I'm a super tough guy, right? I'm not saying that he didn't live that lifestyle. He just didn't portray it publicly a lot. Oh, I, I remember an interview once. I think he, like he was in a gang or something. So, you know, you probably have to be, I guess. But do you know what I mean? Cause like he didn't, and maybe it's more so he's been able to change it. Maybe the young Snoop, and I'm not remembering young Snoop as much as I'm remembering the last 20 years of Snoop, which is totally fair. So, and, and that's probably maturity, right? All you got to do is read any books on psychology and, and the young male testosterone at 20. Think about all the dumb. Now, obviously their levels of decisions are a little bit maybe worse if you're talking shooting people. But when you think about guys who, how many people did you know that are now 40 or even 35, but when they were 20, they were a train wreck, right? There's mm-hmm. the one, maybe they're fighting all the time. You know, they're just making crazy decisions. And eventually you're like, well, maybe we need to slow it down a little bit here. Right? That does happen. So, and, and maybe that's what I remembered more for Snoop. So that's totally fair. Hey guys, does offspring count? What about smash from Hobbs? No. Different genre, right? <laughs> I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what genre Offspring falls into. Alternative, punk, whatever. Maybe, I guess we go punk. Like, maybe we'll get to that one day. Hey, guys, wasn't Snoop Dogg in jail with Martha Stewart from Elvis? You know what's funny, dude? I'm probably the worst guy to ask when it comes <laughs> to... Like, Martha Stewart, everybody I know, she went to jail. You know, they talked about it on the roasts and everything like that. It was um, pretty public. Uh, I'm assuming Snoop Dogg's probably spent... At least a night uh, in jail, I'm making a, an, a a judge call there. But I don't I don't recall if like obviously he would have been in a different jail than Martha Stewart. But I don't recall if he was in. I'm not saying he was or he wasn't. I just it wasn't as big of a story when my, Martha Stewart went to jail. Yeah, well, they had their TV show, Martha yes. and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party. Great name, and he was in and out of prison. Yes. in high school. I heard yeah, he sold school. like Cameron Diaz weed. 
yeah, back in the I day. Re- I remember that. Yeah, Cameron Diaz <laughs> talked about it on one of those interviews in England. <laughs> yeah, so that interesting connection there. Yeah, he, he he's he's matured immensely in his life. And like, when was the last time he's had any sort of trouble that you can see on his record? Oof. Looks like it's been a while. Like before the two thousands. Yeah, I mean, he was banned apparently from entering Australia back in two thousand and seven, but I think that was more regarding his history. Okay. Uh, two thousand six. His entourage, members of his entourage were arrested arrested after being yeah. turned away from British Airways. That's the entourage. <laughs> uh, 1993. Okay. So it's been a while. 97. We'll say 97. 97? Yeah. Okay. So what's that, 26 years? It's been Does, a while. Doesn't erase what you've done. No question about it. But you serve your time. You move on. Uh, I think if like the Snoop Dogg you see now is obviously very different than the Snoop Dogg of the late 80s, early 90s. I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah, and just to be fair, you know, if you go to his Wikipedia page, there is some criminal stuff. There's also lots of charities, so he's mature. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, Gentleman who I... Well, we'll find out. Has he ever been to jail? Someone say he should have been in jail for some of the things he wrote. But uh, Mark Spector will uh, join us after Connor Halley. Sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Just like us, they're super excited and pumped to have Sports Talk back on 1440. They're so excited that right now, 0% financing for 84 months on all compact BXB tractors. Shop online at edmontonkubota.com or in-store on 156th Street. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 